All right, all right. Testing, testing. How are we coming in? Coming in, coming in. Pretty coming good. In here. Pretty, right. pretty, pretty good. good. <laughs> you sounding pretty, pretty, pretty good. Yeah. Classic. All right, let's do it. We're live. So let me as succinctly and calmly as I can explain what's currently happening. It's going down, ladies and gentlemen. Whoa. Today is May 3rd, 2023 for Abs in a Six-Pack, episode 194. I'm here with Scott Armstrong of the Rebunked Podcast, and this is a new life, son of a bitch. This is a new life, son of a bitch. That was the name of the drug they gave him. Placebo. I think it's made by the Pfizer. You do not know what you are talking about, quite frankly. And I want to say that officially. You do not know what you are talking about. We all need to mask up. It looks like you're having a good time. I'm from Tennessee and I've been doing this for a long time. You yourself are meeting yourself. You suck. Oh, yeah, yeah, you are suck. You are a loser. Everyone hates you. Loser! You're a loser! Are you feeling sorry for yourself? Well, you should be, because you are dirt! You do not know what you are talking about. My God, are you still talking? (laughs) The N-word! You know what the N-word is? Whoa, hey, Trump. (laughs) Coming in there. What's up, Scott? How you doing, man? Oh, my God, dude. I'm doing great, man. I just, I always love your production. It's amazing, man. I'm very grateful to be here once again with you, dude. Like, you just, uh... You know how to run a good show, man. I'm impressed. Oh, thank you. I I try once in a while. Try to just the main thing is not getting copyright strikes. You do that, you can do anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But dude, no, for real, dude. Like it's I'm over here. Like must be nice to know how to do all that. It's like oh my gosh. I had a lot I of help to, from like, people in the early days too. Nick yeah. the Rat, Darren O'Neill, shout out. Like a yeah. lot of people helped me kind of get out. my shit going on. More dude, recently, so cool. Booberry and Sir Spencer have helped me. So it's been a group effort. Nice. We, we try to nice. Yeah, but uh, very yeah, cool, man. It's a group team effort, but uh, but yeah, man. Thanks for coming on. I got. I have to say, I your um. I guess it was the second one you did. Your more recent Owen Benjamin interview that was so good. I yeah. listened to it three times. What? Was, oh man, I was very. Thanks, I, dude. I I just like I don't know. Maybe it was just that week hit me at the right time. But I was uh like I was I was very much resonating with it. I was uh, cool. I loved it. I loved it. Yeah, thanks, man. Like, it's always an honor to have him on. So I had him on episode 33. I was like, I was like adamant about getting him on for that. I was like, okay, so here's my thinking. I was like, either going to try and get Adam Curry for episode 33 or Owen Benjamin, because they're both very much in the 33 world. And uh, I don't, I don't think I was ready to step up to the plate to Mr. Curry, but I was like, I, uh, yeah, Owen, Owen feels right. So there you go. So that was cool. And then it was weird how like, I was like trying to get him back on another like numerical episode and uh, he, he was on episode 109 and I didn't even think of it. He's like, well, it just happens to be the same exact number of countries that a certain <laughs> group of people have been kicked out of. I'm like, oh, that's mm. actually perfect. So there you uh, go. You're <laughs> Jewish, right? <laughs> I was like, oh, man, that was funny. So anyway, yeah, an honor for sure. Uh, but yeah, that was fun. That was yeah. a really good one. I, I you, thought so. Anyway, yeah, you thanks. do a good show and you pull some, you pull some great guests. I gotta say always, always. Thanks good man. Yeah. Rebunked. Thanks and by the way, I, I know I've told you this probably multiple times by now, but rebunked is just such a great name for a show. I'm kicking myself <laughs> for not thinking of it, to be honest with you. Well, I'm surprised nobody else came up with it. And like I, I started the show, you know, I left Truthzilla back January, 2022 and I just jumped right into that show. And, uh, it was right around the time. Some of the very first, like, you know, it was starting to trickle into the mainstream. Like some of the things that we've been saying all along was starting to finally get like accepted in the mainstream, you know, like around that time it was the, uh, it was like, I think it was like right when like Lena Wynn, that crazy kook CIA bitch that was always going on CNN saying that Boston bombing tourist. Yeah. The Boston. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like go to like, you know, the whole time she was saying that, anti-vaxxers don't even deserve like basic human rights and stuff. And all of a sudden she's like, Oh no, Matt, we, we know that masking doesn't work. And it's like, okay. Bitch. <laughs> so everything's just getting rebunked. 
that was previously debunked. And so there you go. That's how that was. That started. And it's just been a continuous stream of that ever since. I think people are starting to, well, some people are starting to realize, whoa, wait a minute. Wait a minute. All these guys were actually. And the other thing, too, about that, it's like, you know, you get the people like, what was it? Uh, Scott uh, Adams being like, oh, you guys lucked out. You guys lucked out. I don't know how you how you guys got so lucky. You got it right. I was wrong. You were right. You got lucky. It's like, no, we didn't get lucky. We were actually looking into this stuff. Like we were actually diving in. And I mean, I think a lot of us had discernment to begin with. And I think that carried us a long ways. Like some of us were kind of preconditioned to recognize the bullshit ahead of time. And that really helped us, you know, dive in deeper. But, um, you know, we didn't get lucky, in other words. So, yeah. Dude, yeah. It's just I mean, all getting it, it helped to be following the uh, science of the dangers and the cover up that the CDC whistleblowers with the MMR vaccine and stuff. So it's like those of a lot of us were already skeptical about vaccines, but it was to the point where people that worship at the vaccine altar were even like, well, what's going on with this one? Like what's going on? So yeah, but yeah, it, it did help to already have a uh, questioning mind, a uh, skeptical mind. Um, totally. I mean, you know, what's crazy about that is that I didn't even, I, I wasn't awake to vaccines prior to COVID. Um, oh, really? you know, yeah. Like the childhood vaccines, you know what I mean? Like I did not fully understand that at all. And you know, it's ironic cause like, that's been like my main beat all the way through, like with, uh, Truthzilla and, uh, you know, what I try to cover on rebunked and then all the work over at the last American vagabond I've been helping them out with, like, that's all just vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. And I've got a real crash course and I feel like I understand it very, very deeply now. But when we first started Truthzilla, it was actually Ed, my buddy, and I who started with, again, our other friend, Megan. But Ed was the one who uh, had a vaccine-injured child. And so him and his child's mother had been in the whole, you know, vaccine risk awareness movement for a long, long time. And uh, it wasn't even until after the show started. Well, our episode two was on the childhood vaccine schedule, the 1986 uh, Childhood Vaccine Safety Act and all that stuff, because... You know, the, all the people we were listening to, they're like, well, this is going to be, you know, they're going to come at you with a mandatory vaccine. You know, like we were, we knew it right from the get go. And, but, but still I was like, I was, I remember having this conversation with him. It's totally crazy. I remember like, uh, uh, literally saying to him <laughs> like, uh, cause dude, I understood like nine 11, I could talk about all the crazy conspiracies, you know? all the crazy ones, you know what I mean? Like simulation theory, like all the crazy stuff, like mm-hmm. child trafficking. But when it came to vaccines, I literally remember telling him like, yeah, but isn't the kind of the science settled on that? I mean, like I just had no idea. I had no idea. I, I had to like, do a, I, yeah, I had to do, I was in a, a debate, like a four on one debate with this skeptic podcast that we ended up making it a swap cast. And, yeah. um, I I'd say concern it was four on one. I held my own, but this was at the onset of COVID and, um, mm-hmm. It's interesting to go back and listen to that because despite me being nowhere near as prepared as I should have been, I mean, they were debating like they were saying it came from the wet market still and stuff. I mean, these guys. Mm, and yeah. uh, I, I remember I remember there was one moment that I'm kicking myself for not being m- more well prepared because it was something even I knew. But when they put me on the spot, like talking about uh, the link between uh, autism and the MMR vaccine in particular, they're like, yeah. Well, I'm pulled up like thou- like hundreds of meta studies uh, showing that there's absolutely no link. And what I should have like, you know, if I was on my uh, if I was on my toes a little bit more, not one of those studies. And I wish I would have pointed this out. Not one of those studies compares unvaccinated kids to vaccinated kids. Exactly. With autism rates. So, yeah, you hear the yeah. science is settled and it's like, no, OK, well. Yeah. We haven't even compared the, the uh, vaccine. <laughs> we haven't even compared autism rates in vaccinated versus unvaccinated kids. Yeah. Uh, and so. it's the same thing with like, or, or how those vaccines work alongside other vaccines. Like you go in and the kids are just getting stuck left and right. It's like, they have no studies to determine whether or not those are safe to be given together, which is another crazy thing too. I don't have this pulled up here, but Ryan on T lab covers this all the time. In fact, the episode he just did the other day, uh, titled um i could probably pull it up but uh it was on the eua emergency use authorization uh the community illusion it was from like five days ago uh it's the title of the episode and he goes into really in depth about the deception being played right now around how they did the uh approval for for uh community which is the pfizer branded vaccine 
but none of that's available. They've never administered that at all. They approved it, but it hasn't been administered. So it's like all the vaccines now that the emergency use authorization has ended, all of them are illegal, all the ones being distributed. And he called all, all the freaking pharmacies in town here. None of them had any idea what he was talking about. It's like, well, what you're doing is illegal. And it's crazy too, because like, if you go to the, I can't remember if it's the FDA or CDC, they have a, and you, there's a link in, 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 if you go to lastamericanvagabond.com to that episode, he has a source, maybe I can pull it up here, but basically it says even to this day, they haven't tested it alongside any other vaccines. They haven't tested the COVID mm-hmm. vaccine against any other vaccines whatsoever. So when they say it's totally Oops. safe to use with like the flu vaccine or whatever, like they have, they've not done that study. And that same document also talks about how they never tested it on pregnant women and they never tested it on, uh, or what, maybe, maybe it's not pregnant women. I need to just pull it up before I start talking on my ass, but they did talk about how it, uh, they haven't tested it on, um, uh, like immune compromised people. Whereas they say that immune compromised people are the number one people that need to get it, but they haven't even tested it on them, dude. Like that, that was like <laughs> a, a clinical trials. That was like a disqualifier for, as for participation. It's just fucking crazy. Yeah, that was that. So, uh, the, the vaccine issue was the first thing that I can really say that I lost friends over. Like it's a, a significant oh, totally. amount, a significant amount. Yeah. Uh, yeah, while we're no on it though, have you, dude, yeah. I can't believe how based Rob Schneider is on this. Have you seen, I, he was on uh, oh. the high wire with Del Big Tree recently. Did you see any of that? Really? No, I didn't even know that. I'll have to check that out. That's crazy. Well, let me, let me run a couple clips by you. This is off, uh, some recent standup yeah, from definitely. Rob Schneider. And then we have another crazy billionaire. Bill Gates says so many of us, his thing by 2030 is to depopulate the planet. And I, and I just wondered, like, are we part of the population that he wants to de- <laughs> depopulate? There's too many of us. This is a, and, this, and he says it. And people go, ah, it's a conspiracy theory. It's a conspiracy theory. He said it. You can go on YouTube. He said, Bill, G- Bill Clinton. You know, Bill Clinton's me. Bill Gates. I'm sorry, I was thinking about Epstein's Island for a second. <laughs> so he goes on. He goes, he, he's going hard. And I didn't, even though I knew back in 2012 about this stuff, uh, just because my like parents and some of my aunts and uncles were educated to it, but this clip is from Rob yeah. Schneider in 2012 on uh, local news when they were interviewing him because uh, he was he was there uh, against a uh, childhood mandate for MMR, I believe it was. Wow, but this that's is crazy, dude. I didn't yeah, know he was been around that dude, long. That's Rob crazy. Schneider is so based. I wish he was um, in better movies, but. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you can do it, which makes yeah. billions of dollars that is completely safe. And let me tell you, they've gone from when you and I were kids, they had like eight shots. Now that's up to 70 shots and multi shots. And they don't tell you the, the safety of these things. There is no there's no efficacy study. In other words, if, if you and I were going to do if I was going to have a car seat, OK, I was going to say, here's the car seat. You'd have to you'd have to show some proof that it's a safe seat. Right. You'd have to say, here's a thousand, here's a thousand accidents with it, and here's a thousand without it. And they go, okay, you can compare. They have refused to, and no vaccine company, no, none of the pharmaceutical companies and government tests have done a thousand kids with the shots and a thousand without. They refuse to because it's not what they want to hear. Because what they what they're doing right now is that the pharmaceutical industries are doing fine. They're making billions of dollars, and they're continuing to. They're increasing more shots. And it's at the cost of our children because we don't—they don't have the efficacy of these shots have not been proven, and the toxicity of these things. We're having more and more side effects. You're having more and more autism. When you go from autism, which was unheard of in America in 1930, to almost one in 5,000 after um, seeds started being um, preserved with mercury, which is the second most toxic thing on this planet next to plutonium. And then you go to, let's go up a couple of decades. By 1990, it was 1 in 200. Now it's 1 in 88. Now, truthfully, it's true that a lot of the autism rates are grouped into one. But there is something that's really happening. And one of the, the most vulnerable things you can do to a child who doesn't have an immune system is give them a shot. And I'll just give you one example. You take the hepatitis B, okay? The hepatitis, you're only going to get that from drug use, and you're going to get that from um, intravenous drug use and again from sexual contact. And yet they won't let a baby out of the hospital unless insisting on getting the shot. I'm sorry. There's an unnecessary shot that they don't need to have, well, especially when the baby's immune system isn't developed. The baby's immune system is the mother's immune system. So it is beyond ridiculous. It's criminal. And so here we are. I'm up here, flying up here, uh, to, to um, testify to this lunacy. And I can't believe that, that, that they're willing to, um, to continue this. And people have to stand up. I mean, that's the part about a democracy. People have to step up, and that's what I'm here to do today. Do you, 
Yeah, I don't. That was J- Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider in 2012. Jeez, I had no idea, dude. That's He's, crazy. He goes into. Uh, I recommend uh, his interview with Del Bigtree on the High Wire. Uh, right, okay. it was right before Neil deGrasse Tyson was on debating oh, him. Oh God, yeah, and, I did uh, see that. That was yeah. hilarious. Yeah, so Rob Schneider was on there before, like just before that, and he talked about the backlash he got, just like coming like they came at him they came down on him like a hammer he's pretty much been blackballed from hollywood altogether other than his just because adam sandler is his buddy adam adam sandler will put him in movies but i mean he stuck wow. his neck out but anyway i could suck rob schneider's dick on here all day let's not do that <laughs> but yeah no, he's, he's great he's great dude yeah man i need to find that clip man that was crazy that was great oh yeah i'll, I'll, I'll yeah. send it out too but yeah he's yeah uh, he said it, dude. Uh, check him out on the high wire it was a great great okay, podcast and uh, whoa 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 but yeah, um, That's awesome, man. shoot, man, let me, let me thank you, uh, some producers and, and also totally. I just want to say I took last week off, uh, cause I, I um, well, I did I too. It's been, I, I didn't it's been a show th- last week either. Yeah. yeah well, I, I tweet, I tweeted and tweeted out and, uh, cause my, my dad passed away last week and, oh um, man, I'm sorry, brother. Yeah. I, you're good. I'm still processing it. But anyways, I just wanted to thank like all the people that sent me emails and texts and everybody just, uh, has been really, really supportive and understanding and uh just i love all you guys and i appreciate all that and i do have two producers to thank uh one of them's very late because i was uh i just what it's just i haven't been paying attention to my emails enough (laughs) but uh um so yeah i uh i gotta thank actually it might be an anonymous donor i'll just do the initials until i hear otherwise but cw came in with 25 bucks so thank you man and uh yeah it's uh just much appreciated. Keeps the show running. And Sir Candanavian, who I just did an episode with on uh, Tylenol and the Tylenol murders, coming in with 100 buckaroos, 100 smackaroos. So thank you both guys. And uh, it's uh, very much appreciated. It's uh, the show's a labor of love, but it still costs money to do things. Yeah. Well, support I like what you money, like. though. Oh, I, I like money. <laughs> and But yeah, I just, and uh, you know, while I'm thinking about it, I've been these these have been in here for like a month. I need to play these voicemails that came in. Do it. Gotta play some voicemails. And we just got another extra voicemail in. So let's go through these, shall we? Chris, today I pooped in the Oval Office, rolled up and shoved the Declaration of Independence up my ass. Um, not a joke. Ugh. Shit goes out and shit goes in. I gotta go. The secret people are coming. They have ice cream. Never sniff Harris. <laughs> We all need to mask up. Joe Biden calling in. That's, That's cool. awesome, dude. That's a, quite an honor. Wow. I didn't know he was a listener. <laughs> uh, man, he's uh, he's he's slow playing it then or something. I don't know what the It's kind of incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I, I heard, um, I, I guess it was on No Agenda. Oh, it was uh, Newt Gingrich's theory that they played on No Agenda that Biden is faking being uh, demented and senile. Interesting. Well, I mean, so that he can to do a lot more behind the scenes. It's Newt Gingrich. I, I mean, know, we can't man. really trust yeah, that. That's guy, yeah, no, but that's yeah, preposterous, dude. We're being <laughs> run by clowns, literally clowns. But, oh man, that's pretty but, funny though. Although, but I have to say, I have a a lovely lady in my life now. She's a, a an improv performer and actually. Uh, doesn't care too much for the term clown world because clowning is a very skilled craft. Not like rodeo clowns and stuff, but it's like, like a know. medical pregnancy term, right? When the baby's clowning. Yeah, guy. Well, I guess. Well, no, I like mean, maybe crowning, crowning. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but 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 like I guess you know like like stage performers, clowns. There's like they actually go. It's like a very refined art, right? And it's a very uh, yeah. And the clown, the actual like performing clowns in the theater world, don't care too much for. Uh, all of us calling it clown world because like no 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 clowns is a very refined skill in order to do that you know so I guess okay cool I yeah I learned something I mean I knew there's professional clowns but uh, yeah but it's more like you know in the theater world like when you're uh, like like she's from France and so like you know in the French theater world it's like a very uh, erudite profession I guess being a theater clown so there you go <laughs> I'd imagine it's kind of like country like good current day country music acts that actually have well-written songs and are talented musicians. They don't yeah. get much the of the money and credit and love. Instead, it's Florida Georgia Line and Morgan Wallen and all these pop country bands. I imagine that's how clowns look at Ronald McDonald. 
you know? Sure. Exactly. Oh, totally. Totally. So <laughs> anyway, it's just kind of funny. Uh, so the clowns don't joking even around again, sir. <laughs> and it went too far. Just like it always does. Someone always gets hurt. Clown. Oh, that's great. I'll, I'll be more careful about my use of clown world then. I didn't know. No, it's all good. It's all good. I think it's, I think it's freaking <laughs> hilarious. I didn't even know there was a whole clown subculture. All right. Here's so another, here's another voicemail here. Saw what I thought to be a blank DVD. Earlier today, I was really horny and, and I saw what I thought to be a blank DVD. And I thought DVDs have a tight hole. They might feel pretty good. So I, I put my soft PP into the hole of the DVD. For a few seconds as I started getting harder, it felt pretty good too. Uh, but then, then once I was fully erect, it started being painful. My PP was stuck in the DVD and I had to break it in half to get it out. It was then when I flipped the broken DVD over and realized that it was not a blank DVD, but a copy of the Pixar movie Up. <laughs> wow. Just enjoy yourselves. You are going to love it. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's so good, dude. Oh my God. Hey, I got a question for you. You probably yeah. have quite the archive of Jones clips. I've been, I, I, I haven't heard him say this in a while. I'm just waiting for him to say it, but I just, one of my favorite things I need, I need to just do the sound, like figure out some sort of soundboard system. But the one I just need more than anything is him going, it's so liberal. You know, I don't have, I you don't know? have, oh, well, I might have that oh, one in the context of longer clips. It's liberal. Yeah, I I want yeah, I want the like, Cobra like, Commander. Cobra yeah. Commander. Hey, yeah, Cobra. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's just I crack up every time where he just does this horrible, awful, you know, characterization, and they're just slaughtering babies and raping them in the hospitals. But that's okay because it's so loving and liberal. I'm like, oh. <laughs> everybody knows that that. I mean. <laughs> uh, okay, one more voicemail we just got in. And uh, by the way, if you want to call in and leave a voicemail, it's 865-465-6271. 865-465-6271. Appreciate your calls, people, and your support. Burp. Hi, man. Hey, Chris. How's it going? Um, thought, thought you posted about your dad, and I'm, uh, yeah, man, tribute, tribute, sorry. And, uh, it's kind of kind of interesting to just hear their different takeaways and I guess lessons learned and whatnot from your dad. And uh, haven't lost my dad, but uh, we had a quite a few deaths in the last couple of months and just different friends and family and, and stuff like that. So uh, or extended family to me. But uh, anyway, and just uh, I don't know, it's just always kind of at least for me kind of comforting just to hear the whether or not you knew him or kind of knew him or didn't know him at all, just to hear the. I guess you're the highlight reel sort of thing and uh, just the things that uh, you learned or, you know, to do or not to do kind of thing uh, from those people. So anyway, all right, man. Love you, sir. And uh, have a great day. Stay dangerous. And, uh, you know, whatever, man. Just uh, always remember to give a good ca Well, thank you, caller. Um, yeah, that is an interesting. Uh, that's something I actually was. Uh, maybe I'd have to uh, to really do do my dad justice. I'd have to put some more thought into into preparing some words. But just to put me on the spot there, I'd say like one of the main things uh, Dad taught me, and, and Rob do reached out uh, uh, to me too, and and uh, I was nice. kind of talking to him, just saying like, it's like man, that that man. One taught me critical thinking at a very young age, like within a week of nine eleven, he was telling me that something was up with it. And and Dad, wow. I mean, Dad kind of raised me on Infowars, dude. So like that was that's one thing that wow. like I'll never that I'll never be able to thank him enough for was just the critical thinking that uh, that he left me with, you know. Uh, and, wow, and just man. a lot of things he taught me. He taught me a lot, but the critical thinking is like the first, the, the one that, and uh, just skepticism and critical thinking, which kind of turned around and bit him in the ass because you know, I was a little kid and being skeptical of what he was telling me to do. But yeah, man, well, <laughs> that's just amazing, man. Like what a what a legacy, what a legend, man. So yeah, he's uh maybe he knows all the secrets now. Maybe once you go to the other side, like they just like you just get to look down and see everything. You're like, oh shit. So that's what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> you get like the full 5D view of everything. You understand you just know it's like a mushroom trip where you just kind of understand every atom in the universe and you just get plugged in. It's like you go up there and you just oh, you just know everything. 
It's like, oh, damn. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe that's where we go. Like when truth, when truthers go to heaven, it's just the first thing that happens is they just hand you a piece of paper that breaks it all down for you. It's like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> they give yeah. you, they give you some acid and uh, like a kaleidoscope or something. Something. You just look down and you just see it all, man. <laughs> see it all. So yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Well- I saw you. Well, uh, I saw you sent something in, uh, or sent something to me. Did you want to touch on that? I don't know, but it just—it was just a hilarious thing that popped up, like right, right when we were uh, DMing back and forth. It was um, some, like, just if you look at this guy, he looks like he definitely eats babies as well. But uh, some dude bought Jeffrey Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein's little St. James Island. So it's like, okay, sixty million—that's a steal, uh, man. Yeah, exactly. There's that's, there's so, houses in L.A. that are ten times that. Yeah, so it's crazy. I mean, I imagine like the market value on a child sacrifice hub. I don't know if that depreciates it or makes it more valuable. I don't know. I guess but, it depends uh, what you're looking for. Um, exactly. exactly. If they it's have to disclose the if you buy a house, there's somebody was murdered for like haunting purposes. Do they have to disclose if yeah. children were sacrificed there? That's a good question. That's a good question. He's like, oh, it's got all the tunnels. Fantastic, <laughs> dude. Look at all these tunnels and places to pull up the submarine. You know, unload and load from underground. It's just perfect. So I don't know. A weird smile. I don't want to. Yeah, he looks, I don't he, judge he looks a book like, by his cover, but you know, sometimes. I'm kind of judging a book. I mean, <laughs> it looks like it looks like he's like he's like uh, Anthony Hopkins, where he's like uh, fava beans and a little Chianti. Like <laughs> he looks like he's right in the middle of doing that. Thing, he does. So yeah, it's uh, Forbes. Uh, this is from Forbes, private equity mogul who says he never met Epstein plans to develop a luxury resort on the infamous property. Oh my God. I, I didn't even catch that part. Okay. Luxury resort. <laughs> after more than a year, St. James, after so. more than a year on the market, Jeffrey Epstein's infamous Caribbean islands have finally found a buyer, Steven Deckoff. Uh, there's a joke in there somewhere. Yeah. Founder of private equity firm, black diamond capital management has purchased the two islands for $60 million, less than half of their initial asking price of 125 million, which still seems 125 mil seems like low for your own freaking Island with mansion on it. But yeah. Yeah, dude. Um, so yeah, that's an interesting one. Like maybe we should all just do like a, a meetup there one of these days or something. See oh, this might be why it's so cheap. The irons, the islands are still recovering from two category five hurricanes. Oh, that would be it. Okay, there yeah. you go. But, you I go. mean, the underground tunnels, that's probably all good and safe. Probably, probably. And it's like, you know, God's vengeance is just like, okay, you guys have had enough. It's time to just wipe you off the face of the planet, man. You don't know shit because you never been fucked in the ass. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, my teacher yeah. told me it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Uh, well, I have yeah. some. Uh, I know everybody's covered this to death, and since I took last week off, I'm a little late to the party here. But I wanted to talk about the Tucker Let's do it. for a minute. Let's do it. Uh, well, where do I want to start here? Well, I, I guess I'll just play the clip that everybody's played that was going around because uh, I think it'll just kind of be a good setup for it. Summarizes Tucker's awakening, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is Tucker on the Full Sin podcast. Like, I've spent my whole life in the media. My dad was in the media. Like, that is a big part of the revelation that's changed my life is the media are part of the control apparatus. Like, there's no. Yeah, I know. I know. Because you're younger and smarter and you're like, yeah. Yeah. But what if you're me and you spent your whole life in that world and to look around and all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow. Not only are they part of the problem, but I spent most of my life being part of the problem defending the Iraq war. Like, I actually did that. Can you imagine if you did that? Well, what do you think? What is one of your biggest regrets in your career? Oh, defending the Iraq war. That is it? Well, I've had a million regrets not being more skeptical, calling people names when I should have listened to what they were saying. Look, when you when someone makes a claim, there's only one question that's important at the very beginning, which is, is the claim true or not? Hmm. So I say, you know, you committed murder or you rigged the last election before you attack me as a crazy person for saying that, maybe you should explain whether you did it or not. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. And 
for too long, I participated in the culture where I was like, anyone who thinks outside these pre-prescribed lanes is crazy, is a conspiracy theorist. And I just really regret that. I'm ashamed that I did that. And, and partly it was age, partly it was the world that I grew up in. So when you when you look at me and you're like, yeah, of course, they're part of the means of control. I'm like, that's obvious to you because you're 28. But I just didn't see it at all, at all. And I'm ashamed of that. Isn't that what the media tries to do, though? It, it's their only purpose. Right. They're not here to inform you. Really? Even on the big things that really matter, like the economy and war and COVID and like things that really matter that will affect you. No, their job is not to inform you. They are working for the small group of people who actually run the world. They're their servants. They're their Praetorian guard. And we should treat them with maximum contempt because they have earned it. That's it right there. They've earned it. Wow. Now, I, uh, I, I don't, I, I used to really dislike Tucker, especially back when he had the bow tie. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember when he was on Crossfire on CNN? Oh my gosh, I don't even know. Was he really on CNN? Damn, I didn't yeah, know that. Yeah, yeah, he was on Crossfire. He'd wear the bow tie. He was the Republican guy, and they'd have a debate show. It would be like a false dichotomy debate show. And there's this great clip. With with all his flaws, I really do think Jon Stewart is miles ahead of the, uh, the his contemporaries overall. And... Uh, he, I remember there's this great moment, and I, I didn't think to pull the clip, but there's this great moment where Jon Stewart comes on Crossfire as the guest. And this is back when Tucker was just like a NPC zombie, pretty much. Like he said, defending yeah. the Iraq war. And, and Jon Stewart comes on and talks to both guys on Crossfire, and he's like, I just thought I would come on your show to, to tell you face-to-face, stop. <laughs> it's like, just stop it. You're hurting America. <laughs> It's wow. like you're just like d- dividing America with tri- trivial discourse and nonsense. You're both pro pro war, and he just calls them out. And then Tucker is like asked about it, you know, backstage or something in some like little freelance interview. And he goes, "I don't really know like what his point was, what John Stewart thought he, like what he was trying to say." And it was like it, that was kind of my first introduction to Tucker, and I just always kind of thought he was like a total douchebag, but. uh it is nice to see what seems to be a complete genuine awakening from Tucker. And I think that's why Fox gave him the boot. Uh, well, there's a lot of reasons. What What is your yeah, thoughts man. on the whole thing? Well, you know, so I, I saw, okay. So I saw him give that speech like the weekend before. I don't know. I saw most of it. I don't think I saw all of it. Cause then I saw clips later and it played a part that I didn't see in the original thing, but you know what I mean? I think it was like at the heritage foundation or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he yeah. gave some speech. And I was like, yeah, dude, hell yeah. Like rock on, like you're dead on on all this stuff. And so I figured like it was that, but then of course I know he had RFK on the week before. And then I hear mm-hmm. some people saying that that was probably why I haven't seen the RFK Tucker interview. I probably should go back and check that out. Well, he had RFK junior on a couple years ago and yeah. he had him on to for our, he just RFK straight out told him that the CIA or elements of the CIA killed his dad and his uncle. <laughs> Sure. And uh, Tucker was yeah. like, yeah, it's, it certainly seems like that. Uh, so yeah. It's just yeah, kind of I mean, crazy. You're getting that on any kind of case. Imagine that ever being entertained on Bill O'Reilly, you know? Totally. Yeah. No, that would never happen. Never happen. So, yeah, I think, you know, <clears throat> I, I don't know. It's just a really emblematic of just the entire failure of like the media again, like they're, they're in their last final, you know, probably moments of being relevant or having any sort of influence. And so they're just holding on to anything they can and just using their old tricks of just silencing and uh, eliminating people as much as they can to, to keep their narrative propped up. But it's like, they just don't understand that all of these things just make the side of the truth more powerful. I mean, like Tucker's going to come back and do something else, launch his own network, go on some other network or whatever, dude. And it's like, he's just going to be, you know, like a martyr basically, you know, it's just like, Shit, yep. it's probably going to be like Tucker RFK for the freaking 2024, something like that. I mean, who knows, dude? Yeah, like, I'm thinking I, o- I Owen know. Benjamin, Nick Fu- Fuentes uh, would be a good <laughs> Possibly. I'd say yay. Yay and Owen, dude. That'd be hilarious. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be good. Uh, yeah. um, that would be good. That'd be, that'd be a very interesting time. But uh, yeah, the, my whole thing with the RFK thing has just been hilarious because like, I've been like, okay, so this is just like some guys in a in a dark, smoke-filled room that make all the things happen in the world. And one of them bet, bets the other one's like, hey, I bet you can't get all these MAGA people to vote Democrat next time. And he's like, oh, yeah, watch <laughs> yeah. this. And so there you go. So all the MAGA people. And then I saw some libertarian people um, 
like very, very prominent libertarian people earlier today. I was on Twitter and I saw some very prominent libertarian people retweeting some RFK stuff. I'm like, Oh my God, they got the anarchists and the libertarians too. All voting Democrat. I'm like, Oh Jesus. <laughs> Let me just show you some fun stuff I found on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. And so it's like, how much of a psyop is that? It's just like, Hey, we're going to get all the anarchists to vote Democrat. I'm like, Holy shit. <laughs> I've been, I mean, I'm considering because Democrats have closed primaries. I've been considering registering as Democrat just to get vote for RFK Jr. Because I've yeah, been a huge a fan of one. him for a decade. You know, it's like uh, it's a tricky one, man. Yeah. It's a tricky one. I mean, I I'm not going to get involved in presidential politics at all. I'm going to probably I mean, just to make up for my shameful behavior in the 2020 election. Uh, <laughs> you know, I was like, I know, I know you guys, I know I shouldn't Wait, get wrapped up in this. But... What was your shameful behavior in the 2020 election? Okay. So just to hear on... you No, I mean like, yeah, I got fully uploaded the whole Trump thing. I was like, yeah, Trump, maybe he's going to save us, you know, even like after operation warp speed or no, 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 that was before operation warp speed, but having been through the whole COVID thing, but I was like, yeah, Trump, man. Like I remember election night we were, uh, at Megan's house, the other Truthzilla host. And we ordered like takeout food and she decorated the whole house with like, uh, back the blue flags and don't tread on me flags and American flags everywhere. And there's like American flag balloons. (laughs) And, uh, we were, uh, maybe I can't say this for certain, but allegedly there may or may not have been, uh, some people working on ghost gun assembly there, maybe possibly in the living room. And there may or may not have been some uh, Alex Jones election coverage on the big screen TV. So it was very like it was like the most American moment of my life. Like it was like fucking insane. And we're like, yeah, and we were just going to sit there and just watch victory ensue. And then it was like, oh, shit. <laughs> well, I mean, it was and, looking uh, like victory until three in the morning. Yeah, I know. When we were up till like three in the morning, dude. We were up to like three or four in the morning watching the whole damn we, thing. We, we did like, a whole uh, live stream. Paul the Book Guy and uh, John C. Dvorak joined in on the stream. Uh, Spencer and Lorian. Nice. Um, nice. I don't remember who all. I mean, a bunch of people are on there. Patriot J and Hotep with it. And I think Uncle Hotep. I don't remember who all we had, but it was people popping in and out. And I was there for the whole time. And it was looking Trump, Trump, Trump. And then it yeah. still was looking Trump when we all called it. But it was like eh, a little sketchy. And then, you know, for three days, nobody knew what was going on or two days, however long it was. Yeah. So, yeah, man, that sounds rad. Well, I, just, I voted for I Kanye. Know. So I was like, I didn't really give there a shit. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, man. So anyway, so after that and then after what ended up happening over the next whatever, like, Jesus, I was just like, OK, I'm out. I'm out like politics in general, dude. I can't even do it. I'm almost going to make like a policy. I'm just like literally not going to say a single word on it on the show. I pondered that. I'm like. I'm not even going to talk about presidential politics, one word of it, but it's going right. to be a lot of, it's going to be, it's going to be hilarious. No matter what happens, it's going to be hysterical. So do you think the reason they're not doing debates, the democratic debates is because of RFK jr. That's the only thing I could, uh, that's well, either that or Biden, I mean, between Biden and, and, uh, and like if Biden were to like debate RFK, like oh. it, would, it would be insane. It would just be like the, the emperor's clothes would be completely, all over the all over the floor, man. Be That's no what I thought was going to happen in the Trump Biden debates, but they juiced him up with enough amphetamines or whatever the hell. Yeah, so, dude, he was on. Yeah, he was something was going on there. He was. I, I wouldn't exactly say on point, but he was he was coherent enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like he, 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 Trump should have annihilated him for sure. Yeah, just like like just ad hominem the whole time. Just boom, boom, boom. <laughs> like okay, sleepy Joe. Okay, fucking retard. And like the whole time. But no, 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 no. That's all right. So. Yeah, man, but I don't know. I don't feel like getting wrapped up in presidential politics again, but I'm sure I will. I'll just get sucked up in the the fanfare and the and all of it. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. Um, but, but the RFK thing, man, I have questions about that guy. I don't know, man. I've liked him know. for a long time. The only thing I've ever yeah. found that I disagree with him on is his climate change stance. But uh, yeah. I mean, there's definitely that. He's, he's very I, vocally against the World Economic Forum and all that, but he still thinks. Well, I don't know. I, I don't want to get bogged down in this. Let me get back to Tucker real quick. Okay. Totally, totally, it. totally. Um, uh, so, okay. So this was from 2014. Tucker Carlson was on InfoWars. Nice. Do you remember this at all? Alex Jones. No, I didn't re- even. No, no, no. Wasn't he on recently or didn't they do something together recently? Uh, I remember like last time or one of the last times Rob Dew was on. Uh, okay. We, he, was ta- he was talking about, we were playing a clip of Brian Stelter going like, uh, and Oliver Darcy and Brian Stelter on CNN go like, I think. 
I think uh, Tucker Carlson and Alex Jones might actually like be friends and they might text each other. And Rob Dew was like, it was like if they would have done two seconds of research, they would know that Tucker was hanging out at the InfoWars studio pretty often. <laughs> it's like and they did interviews, but they're like, are they talking to each other? Oh, uh, CNN's wow. all freaking out about it, clutching their pearls. Yeah. But um, but yeah, so they this is 2014 Tucker or Alex Jones is kind of red, trying to red pill Tucker Carlson on Building 7. Nice. Have you seen Building 7 collapse, the Solomon Brothers building? No. I want to show you that right now. Now, here we're going to show you a videotape of the collapse itself. Describe that. Now we go to videotape the collapse of this building. It's amazing. Amazing, incredible, pick your word. For the third time today, it's reminiscent of those pictures we've all seen too much on television before when a building was deliberately destroyed by well-placed dynamite to knock it down. Moments ago, I was talking about the salam. The best part about this is Tucker's doing his infamous Tucker stare, looking at the screen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the, you know, what I'm talking about. Cameron Brothers. Oh, totally, hundred yeah, percent. And indeed, it has. We'll probably find out more now about that from our correspondent Jane Stanley. Jane, what more can you tell us about the Salomon Brothers building and its collapse? Well, only really what you already know. Details. Was this after the collapse of the other two? Yes, and she's saying it's fallen, Building 7. The mayor, Rudy Giuliani, uh, much earlier today, uh, because of the course, the dreadful collapse of the Twin Towers of the World Trade Center. But uh, New York, very much a city still in chaos. The phones are not working properly. They announced Building 7 fell 25 minutes before it did, and then lied and said this wasn't real, and then later admitted it. And then we have the up close footage of CNN police saying, Get back, they're going to bring it down. It was almost as if it were a planned implosion. It just pancakes. Well, pancaking almost like a precision implosion. It's reminiscent of those pictures we've all seen too much on television before when a building was deliberately destroyed, destroyed by world place dynamite to knock it down. I don't want to put you on the spot here and have, the, and have the black helicopters come after you, Tucker Carlson, but uh, what do you think of that? You know, I'm not a structural engineer. I think it's upsetting to watch it. I remember when that happened. I mean, look, I have no idea. I, I don't know anything. I mean, I, I don't understand how buildings collapse. I don't understand how Building 7 collapsed. Everybody knows that that, I mean. (laughs) So that was 2014. Now even, uh, what year is it? Yeah, nine later, nine years later in 2023, Tucker's even kind of coming around on this, uh, which I think is interesting. They're not offended by craziness. They're not offended by conspiracy. If if, If you go on TV tonight and say, I think the earth is flat, people will just laugh at you. They don't care if you think the earth is flat. It's not a threat to anyone. But if you say, like, what what actually happened with Building 7? Like, that is weird, right? It doesn't, like, what right, is that? Right. If you were to say something like that on television, they'd flip out. They would flip out. So you'd, like, lose your job over that. Why? Why? It's my mm-hmm. country. Right. Is it an attack on my country? Can I ask it? Like, I don't really understand. Do buildings actually collapse? No, they, maybe they do. I don't know. But, like, why can't I ask questions about that? Anything you're not allowed to ask questions about is something you should be asking more questions about, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. So when CNN and MSNBC are saying Tucker Carlson is the new Alex Jones, or when Hillary Clinton's people are saying, like, Tucker Carlson is the new Alex Jones, you heard that talking point around? Like, they're not yeah, that far totally, off. Yep. They're not that far off. <laughs> they're kind of, he kind of is the new Alex Jones. Uh, yeah, well, Which they've done good. a great job. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. They've done a great job of, like like Alex Jones says in that famous clip, they've created this archetype straw man of Alex Jones in such a, like, he's been captured in the information fulcrum of, you know, the, the, the control paradigm, basically. It really is true. You know, they could slander a person into such a state where now anybody, all you have to speak is those vile, evil words, Alex Jones, or this person is the next Alex Jones and everybody automatically has the connotation in their head about what that entails. And it's really like, it's a powerful, powerful tool. And they use it on both sides too. 
they use it to like create false idols to prop up a false idol to get everybody in line with this person it's kind of like the trump thing it's like you build up mm -hmm. this amazing like edifice this amazing false idol that everybody just pours all their allegiance and all their cognitive thinking into and then by steering that one individual person in any direction you want to you can guide and steer the masses yep. right you're seeing yep. it with like elon musk too you're building up this edifice that everybody just you know pours into and then whichever way you want the wind to blow you just move that individual and it's just like dude you can tear them up pull them down like literally they probably have dirt on all these people like it just takes one little drop and it's just like okay bam now you're now you're gonna be doing this so it's just it's pretty wild Bam, pretty wild to see. When yeah, you said so, that, so, when you said it's just like that famous Alex Jones clip, I thought you meant this one. I like women with big, giant tits and big asses. <laughs> There's that one too. Exactly, <laughs> classic Alex Jones. Classic. It's just like that famous. It's just like that real famous Alex Jones clip. A chihuahua can mate with a with a with a with a, with a bull mastiff. Yeah. <laughs> hey, do you know? Okay, I got to tell you something. So, August twelfth, Austin, Texas, the American Liberty Awards. That's uh, a, like uh, pretty much primarily Matt Baker and Frank Kavanaugh are spearheading that, but I'm behind the scenes helping out with that. The Unjected Girls are helping out with that. Rob Dew is going to be hosting like an award show for like the whole Liberty Movement. It's a very Infowars heavy event. Matt Baker was on with Alex a few weeks ago, and Alex committed to be there. So you got to come, dude, August 12th. I want, I want Austin, to. My life Austin, is so Texas. chaotic and in flux right now. I don't even know where I'm going to be living in August, but let's hopefully, I'm hopefully I'm going to be there. Hopefully. Yeah, all you people listening, AmericanLibertyAwards.com. Go check it out. It's going to be cool. It's going to be at the Vulcan Gas Company, which I guess is just right next door to Joe Rogan's. Is it the new, Vulcan? Uh, yeah, it's going to be at the Vulcan. Yeah. Dude, that's where, they, that's where they did Kill Tony for years. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's going to be a legit, legit Oh, shit, deal. dude. The Vulcan's a great venue. Yeah. Yeah. So AmericanLibertyAwards.com. We'll see you in Austin. Hell yeah, dude. Dude, I okay. went last year. That was fucking nuts. That Infowars Summerfest, dude. I think we talked about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw yeah, the pictures. Yeah, you got to you you come back down. Dude. I know. I've talked to Dan. Do enough. I'd love to meet all those guys in person. Uh, you know what's funny? You, Rob Dew's like, meet everybody. dude, I would love that. I'd love that. Rob's like 6'3 or some shit. It's crazy. You mean I'm like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. He's like way taller than I expected. Yeah. That's uh, funny. But yeah, he's he's all those guys are great. Um, yep. I agree. Uh, So. But I, before we wrap here, let me give you my yeah. actual, and I, you know what? I asked you this and I might, I might not yeah. even let you answer the question. What's, what is, no, if there is like a single reason, everybody's speculating, everybody's been speculating all week for what, what reason did they have, did uh, Fox, uh, Murdoch or whoever, why did they fire Tucker? Why did Tucker and Fox uh, split ways? What's your guess? Well, I think that they're just, they're in panic mode and they're doing their cover your ass mode. They're in damage control. Because the truth is just coming out right and left. And when you got a guy like Tucker on, you, you know, he's going to now. Well, now, thanks, Tucker. You know, finally, you're coming around to helping us out, <laughs> getting his word about about this stuff. But that would be my only criticism of him is that he waited until it's safe to do it. But at the same time, uh, I get it. I get it to a certain degree. Um, but, you know, the direction he was headed, they got to get rid of him. They can't have someone like that saying those things. Uh, in order so it's to not one thing in particular. It's the culmination well, of his well, anti-war, yeah. his anti-pharma, yeah. and vaccines. I would say, that. I would say ultimately, yeah. But of course, they're going to use some excuse like, oh, they probably. I don't know. Who knows? Like they. So like, for me, it's like I. Oh, this is a whole long story. I'm not even get into it. But like, basically, like, uh, well, just real quick. So I got yep. fired from my job as a drug and alcohol counselor for being very obstinate and very resistant around the office, being very public about my stance. Uh, when I was in an office in an agency full of just masky freaks, you know what I mean? Mm. Like I was the only one stood out like a sore thumb. I was like, Nope, not wearing the mask, not taking a test. We're not all taking the mask up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, I'm not taking the test. I'm not taking, not wearing the mask. I'm not taking a shot. Sorry. And I was like very public about it. And, uh, they didn't, um, fire me for that, but they did go into my computer and found that I had printed an Amazon shipping label like six months before on my work computer, oh, a return God. label. Yeah, which I like. I, I want to see all your search history. I guarantee every single one of you motherfuckers have done the same thing. But anyway, so they got me on that. You know what I mean? So they fired me for you know, yeah, whatever that was like stealing property, stealing time, whatever. So it's like whatever, dude. But you know, it's like so they can use any excuse to get rid of somebody. But the bigger picture, there's a bigger picture. Like mine was very political and very like you know, 
they weren't they couldn't have me or i was a disruptor in their whole little organization so they, they, so, they, they were looking for a way to get rid of you and they got you on technicality yeah exactly and so that's probably you know the same thing with him like they they saw a much larger ideological issue happening and so they had to whatever yeah. whatever they ended up telling him they got rid of him for or maybe he knew maybe he was Variety trying to get and out. forbes are saying know. it's because he said he called some lady a cunt because you're a cunt i obviously <laughs> it's like I, I mean there's way worse things that have been said by i'm sure like every news personality like hey exactly so yeah it's not it's not that now i i want to know who did he know, call a cunt who did he call uh, a cunt? i want to know uh, was it just some rando or was it like uh, a public i think it was on variety tucker oh that's hilarious c-word Tucker C word. There we go. That's great. Tucker Carlson fired after calling Fox News execs. Yeah, the C word. That's great. Yeah, fired after calling a Fox executive the C word. Great. Awesome. Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. dude. But I I happen to uh, I happen to know the actual reason that Tucker got fired, and it's nobody's talking about this. But it's because he was on Gavin McInnes's podcast and he revealed the key to happiness. Would you like a nicotine lozenge? Uh, no, thank you. I've never smoked, never will. Really? I don't get it. You know, smoking's not as fun as trying to quit smoking. That's fun? The nicotine replacement therapy, yeah, it's good. There's a variety of tools. You've got your vapes, you've I, got your I've fucking... every one of them. There's not one nicotine replacement therapy I haven't used, from the patch to the vape to the lozenges to the gum. What's the gum? It's like seven bucks a pack? I buy mine in New Zealand on eBay. <laughs> Because it's not childproof, so you can get to it. Right. It's and delicious. It's how much delicious. is it? It's about maybe 300 bucks a week. That is insane. Yeah, so it's like a parking space. But unlike a parking a space... A parking space in the most expensive parking city on earth. Yeah, but I mean, as compared to a parking space, you get a deep sense of satisfaction, any nagging feelings of self-doubt or self-loathing or ameliorated. I mean, it just really, it forms the basis of your joy. Oh, wow. So it doesn't just cure smoking, it cures all ills. Well, it, it cures unhappiness, basically. And the question really is, are you ready to be happy? I mean, this is the question exactly. most people never have to face. They assume, yeah, I want to be happy, but they don't really. They choose unhappiness again and again and again. I, by contrast, have chosen happiness. And that's in nicotine gum. That's exactly right. There's no downside that I know of. Well, the financial part is... Yeah, but it's worth it. Why do you work? Well, I do drink... Uh, when I'm drinking, it's... You know, the bill's always 40 bucks for a few Maker's Marks. No matter what. No matter what. Yeah. You end up buying the other guys or something. It's See, I quit drinking and just went right to, right to nicotine. All right, sold. Um, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, we're sitting here with Tucker Carlson. Is this actually going? It's live. Oh, God. <laughs> Fantastic. That's why I said I was talking to the whole world. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> It's absolutely live. Was any of that a secret? No, it doesn't bother me. Well, you said, who are you talking to? I said, I'm talking to the world. (laughs) I thought you were kidding. I I would have said if I was just talking to a camera. That's it right there. Tucker accidentally let the truth slip out about the wonders of nicotine. Yeah, you know, hey, I got it. Yep, yep, yep. I keep going on again, off again, the nicotine train. Like, I've I've got my little fruity little vape pen here, and it's like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh jesus like what Sucking am i on doing the robot my life i pretty much man like i haven't i mean yeah, See, I sm- I, i'm the real thing I, sm- I just i smoke uh yeah. I sm- i've been trying to roll my own tobacco but uh well, there you go but tucker even on even on tucker carlson tonight on fox news went hard uh went very like more, he's more adamant about his pro nicotine stance than his uh, russian talking points or his vaccine hesitancy causing misinformation his nicotine stance is hardcore. Why do they hate tobacco? And it's not because it causes cancer. They don't care about your health. They closed the gyms during COVID. Anyone who closed a gym during a pandemic that killed people who were fat clearly doesn't care about your health at all. They hate nicotine. They love THC. They're promoting weed to your children but they're not letting you use tobacco or even non-tobacco nicotine delivery devices, which don't cause cancer. Why do they hate nicotine? Because nicotine frees your mind and THC makes you compliant and passive. That's why they hate it. It's a real threat to them. Wow. <laughs> nicotine wow. frees your mind. That's a little, even, <laughs> even me as a staunch nicotine fan, I think that's a little <laughs> hyperbolic, but I love that. That's hilarious. So yeah, there you Save go. That's the real soul. reason they fired Tucker. It'll save your soul. It'll uh, it's, cleanse, it's, cleanse and purify your soul. <laughs> it, it's better than fucking holy water, dude. 
It is. It is. It is. Oh my god, that's hilarious. All right, Tucker. Well, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what's in, in store for him. What he's going to pull out of his hat next. And I think he's still locked guy. in his contract for the time being. He can't even do his own podcast or anything. Oh, that that'd be even better. I'd be like, fine, keep paying me, bitch. Yeah. Well, if if you're the yeah. controllers and you'd rather just you know keep that paycheck rolling in, but not let him not let his voice be heard. Yeah. That's one thing. Yeah, he should just hop over to Infowars just straight up. Just give him an after, give him an evening show. I might night, start spamming him with emails. See if he'll start co-hosting Ebbs in a six pack. Do it, man. Hey, if you have a, if you come up with a contact for him, holler at your boy. <laughs> yeah. I did uh, meet a, I did meet a guy at an event who does his documentary films. Like I guess they do like on like Fox, whatever the premium oh, thing they do yeah, like yeah, films. Yeah. It's Tucker like Carlson Originals, guy. I think is what they're called. Something like yeah, it's the guy that like makes all those and stuff. I was like, oh, that's cool, cool connection. But uh, yeah, apparently, yeah, Tucker apparently is pretty based. He said that uh, I don't even know. PB. Let's just say that uh, it's it's pretty widely known that uh, Israel was very much involved in nine eleven. That's just kind of like what everybody just knows. At the well, you're Jewish, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Israel was like a major factor in that. Apparently. Yeah, uh, the dancing Israelis, the funding of it. Yeah. They kind of laundered yep. the money through Saudi Arabia, so Saudi Arabia would take the, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, uh, seems gotta like play the disclaimer now, just you know, just in case anybody's listening. Jews right. I love Jews. <laughs> right. <laughs> Kick ass. Yeah, man. I like nothing against. I listen. I can say I talk all the mad shit I want against the state of Israel and the intelligence agencies around the world, and I'll talk the same amount of shit on every single one of them. Fuck Israel, fuck Saudi Arabia, fuck New Zealand. Just as a fucking political institution, mainly Canada, mainly Canada, dude. Yeah, those fuckers. Yeah, those fuckers. Yeah, you know, as a as just as as an institution, you can all go fuck yourselves. Yeah, I know hate. I love Jewish. Net in the chat said. <laughs> Net Net in the chat says, uh, "I I gotta say I do a lot of reflecting when smoking cigars." And then he added, "There you go." I also do a lot of drinking when I when smoking cigars, so I forget whatever I reflected on. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's pretty yeah. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, I just I didn't even drink one whole beer this show. What's wrong with me? Yeah, dude. Beer! Dude, I fucking I failed, dude. I completely forgot about the dang old. Uh, Old chat. Oh, it's all, it's all good. The chats, uh, the chats are good people. people. The chats are cool people. They're good people. Thank you. Uh, and I just, I just want to say thank you again to everybody that sent the well wishes to me and the family and and uh, and all the support, uh, especially emotionally. It's it's meant a lot. And uh, thanks, thanks Scott for coming on. What's uh, what's coming up on Rebunked here and uh, Last American Man. Vagabond? Too? Well, dude, and then you know about injected, right? Are you down with the whole injected thing? I'm talking about. I've like, I don't know enough about it. I've seen, I keep seeing it in passing. What's give yeah? Me, give so me. this is that's like the big new project. That's the big big new project. So rebunked. We're just having a great time over there. Like you said, I had Owen on. I had Jason Bassler from the Free Thought Project on recently. Had a great episode a few episodes back with Susie Olson Olson Corgan. Big bold letters. The title of the show is "All Vaccines Kill." A good little uh, dive episode. Um, I got Grimerica coming up next week. Oh, they'll um, love those guys. A, yeah, totally. I've got a few other uh, folks in the hopper uh, working on some other cool interviews. But um, And then uh, the big project we're working on right now is uh, Unjected.com, which is the world's first and the largest unvaccinated dating website. And it's a lot more than that. It's like a community building site. They've got like sperm and egg donors. They've got uh, surrogacy, blood donor listings, but right now they're going through a revamp. Can I buy down the right sperm now. for like undisclosed reasons? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you could. It's it's like person to person, so you get in touch with a sperm donor, and they can you guys can figure it out. Private party, however you want to organize that sort of thing. I'm but it's not like yeah, yeah. I know, I know, dude. I know. I'll eat your ass. <laughs> but uh, we also have the Unjected Show, which is a cool new project that we launched. So it's myself. The two uh, founders of Unjected, Shelby and Heather, from out in Hawaii, and then uh, the great Zach Brown from the Unfit Statesman podcast. Are you familiar with the Unfit Statesman podcast? I I am like in, in passing familiar. I think I've listened to a little bit of, the, um, Dude, bit of that. Listen but to the, his when show. I hear Zach Brown, I think of Zach Brown band. 
You know, I, no, 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 no. This is Zach Brown in, up in New Jersey. But dude, check out anybody listening. If you want, if you want a really other another really hilarious show, Unfit Statesman. He's just completely just. You never know what he's going to say. He, he usually crosses the line, and it's fantastic. That's but, funny. Uh, he, it's pretty funny. Yeah, it's pretty funny. So he he's the fourth host. So it's, there's four of us, and it's a live call in show. So you can call in and share your unvaccinated dating stories or. You know, dating advice or just like whatever it is. It's really, really fun. It's every Friday night at nine Eastern on Rumble, Rockfin. Um, just look up the Injected Show or follow us on Injected on Twitter. And yeah. uh, it's it's cool, dude. It's it's a really fun project. And then, like I said, right now the entire site's being revamped and uh, actually accepted a position. I'm the executive assistant to Injected.com, so I'm like a big tech guy. I like awesome. work now with uh, with You're Injected. You're crushing and, it, dude. We're trying to we're trying to build something amazing for the people, you know, Fuck get yeah. everybody. Yeah. So, yeah, dude, it's 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 really cool. I definitely want to shout that out. And then, of course, uh, Last American Vagabond Substack, tlavagabond.substack.com. We're putting out original articles, original coverage. And we do. Oh, we have an unjected Substack now too, unjected.substack.com. So that's brand Sweet. new. So, yeah, I'll link all that will be linked in the show notes, too. Cool. Hey, what's we, the date? I can send. Uh yeah, yeah uh, send me I'll, whatever you got uh, and I'll I'll link everything. I'll send you. you I'll send you. But, cool, cool. Yeah, what's well, the well. um? Uh, what it was August twelfth was the August twelfth. Uh, yeah, but the Vulcan American Liberty uh, Awards gonna, August twelfth. That's Austin, gonna be Texas. awesome. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes, I'm kind of just planning my summer around it. So. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Cigarettes. Well, thank you, Scott, again, once again, for coming on. Rebunked, Last American Vagabond, and Unjected. And, uh, yeah, I I know I keep saying it, but Rebunked, great show, great concept, great title, great guests. Make sure you guys check that out. That'll be in the show notes. Cigarettes. It's a side effect of the marijuana poisoning. I believe that the federal be. government... <laughs> should give people cocaine with marijuana. Yeah, man, I'll tell you what, that dang old internet, man, you just go on there and point and click, get in there and talk about www.wcom, you got them naked chicks on there, man, you go click, 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 it's real easy, man. <laughs> I'm not happy about this. Good. Ugh. Start the show today. Come here. Come here. Come here. Okay, let me just start the show with this because we got a big broadcast as usual. I tell you what, that cheese we tried that I liked, couldn't figure out what it was. It was Swiss cheese. Oh, oh, the crowd goes, ah, ah. Chicken McNuggets. Cigarettes. Post-production, Chris, here. Let's hear this voicemail that I missed. Sorry about that. Here we go. You don't know about the the old tradition of clowning in France? You don't know about the great French clowns? The famous great physical theater movement mime French clowns? 
The most famous of all, of course, being Jacques Lecoq. <laughs> That's right. You don't know about Jacques Lecoq. Oh. I might uh, post his uh, Wikipedia in the chat because he's a real guy. He was a uh, he was part of the E. Coli International de Théâtre. Jacques Lecoq. Uh, your lady friend will probably know about him. Yes, the French savant. Viva the clown. Viva the clown. Thank you, caller. Sorry, I missed that. I got distracted. Shock the cock. That's something I heard they do to the gimp in the green room. That may be shock the cock. Or shock someone's cock, anyway. I don't know. I just work here. Not everybody. Shit, motherfucker, ass tits, cunt, cock, motherfucker, shit, ass tits, motherfucker, shit, come on. Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and I just watched that podcast, Abe and a Six Pack, and it was the worst. It was the worst shit I've ever watched. It just shows anybody can have a podcast, and uh, even by those standards of anyone having a podcast, uh, this one was shit. It's like, uh, it's stupid, it's boring, it's a waste of time. And, uh, you know, there are two-year-olds with podcasts that are more worthwhile listening to than that. It, it's just, uh, don't waste your time. Really, really avoid it like the plague.